Grooveaholics, welcome to the Rochester Groovecast podcast, your top podcast source for live, local, regional music interviews and events from Rochester, New York, and its surrounding area. I'm your host, Ben Albert. You just heard Ooh La 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 by Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors. You haven't heard of Jim Donovan? He got his start as a founding drummer of the world-famous Rusted Root, and nowadays he is the lead singer, songwriter, composer, and guitarist of his own project, Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors. You guessed it, today on the show we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Jim Donovan. Releasing this episode is well overdue. It was recorded live at this year's Great Blue Heron Music Festival, Sherman, New York. Blue Heron was super amazing again this year. I deeply encourage you to attend next year's Great Blue Heron Fest. And in this podcast, we talk a little bit about Heron and Jim's workshop there. He does a um, drumming, African drumming, I believe, percussive workshop at Blue Heron. We discuss, of course, Rusted Root, the creation of Sun King Warriors, raising children, as a musician, and much, much more. Again, awesome episode, awesome music festival. You'll find it might be a bit windy or frantic at times in this episode. Uh, the wind was actually pretty darn intense, um, whew, blowing stuff over as the episode is going on. But we brought it together. We made it happen. It's all good. Jim's a great guy and a very fun interview, so do enjoy my conversation with Jim. Let's get right into it with me and Jim Donovan. All right, so I'm here at Blue Heron Music Festival. I'm with Jim Donovan, Hi. Sun King Warriors, nice and the nice Sun to King be here. Warriors. Um, wow, we just had a... It's a windy here, day here at Heron. You might hear a little bit of wind in the mics. Um... That was a funny fiasco. It, yeah, we came came well, over and my my tent had turned into a sailboat and <laughs> was trying to fly away, but we we saved it finally. So Sun Sun King Warriors. Yeah, Sun King Warriors. And um, what what's in the works right now? I like to start from the end. Uh, what are you looking forward to? What are you working on at the moment? What's coming up? Yeah, we are. Um, in the middle of uh, a new album cycle so we have a new record called we see through it um it just came out just a little bit ago and we are we're touring regionally pennsylvania western new york ohio a little bit down into maryland and um we've been doing uh, a lot of festivals like the blue heron as well as some uh you know, di- different different things and you know in like community community days in, in different cities it's, um, it's been quite a, quite a bit of fun to be playing again. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in the, also in the middle of a, you know, a, nas- a national radio campaign through North America, so we're we're working a format that's called AAA and, and non-commercial radio. It's kind of like the NPR stations of, uh, Very cool. of North America. Yeah. And um, yeah, we have a single called "You You in My Arms." It's, it's starting to do pretty well, so we're we're excited to just excited to be playing and, mm-hmm. and to see that people like it. Mm-hmm growing you know organically locally and yeah. then branching off from there because 
As many people might know, you drummed for Rusted Roo. Yep. Well, let's talk a little timeline here. So sure. what were you doing before Rusted Roo? What, what, how did you get your start? Yeah, ni- I started Rusted Roo in 1990. I think I was uh, maybe 22 wow. at the time. So I was in college at, with a few of the members in the band, and um, we, we kind of, we most of us met at University of Pittsburgh, and we had friends of friends and kind of we all just sort sort of came together like that and that was uh that was a whole swath of my early adulthood i i did that from 90 until 2005 mm-hmm. um so yeah it was it was just one of those organic things where you know a friend knew a friend and we got together and it, it sounded special mm-hmm. uh, i knew i knew it from the first like from the first day that it was special wow um, even though we weren't we weren't that that good right it was something that was interesting catching on to something yeah it felt it felt it was just like a, something i hadn't heard before and it, it had a, the word i use is juice like it had it had some juice sure. and it, and you could and you knew it and when people heard it they're like oh wow mm-hmm. this, this is something what, what the heck is this so it was a little bit weird there's a lot of drums we dressed funny it just had had some some strange little thing to it that was lots hard to of energy character yeah, yeah. Exactly. was there a moment where so originally you, you spotted that there was something there was yeah. there a moment where you were like wow like this came full circle uh, was there a moment where you're like oh my gosh like th- yeah because you saw it you, like you just said you saw it in the beginning stages yeah the Liz from Rusted Root she um, she was a couple, couple years younger than me and so she had approached me one day in the music building at University of Pittsburgh because mm-hmm. she knew I played a drum set she's like hey will you help my friend and I make make a demo tape and I said no you know I, I'm really busy <laughs> right I got yeah. stuff going on it's cool and, and she you know she persisted and then I said well you know what how about this just just give me give me like a, a demo tape of what you have so far let me hear it right. if I can add something to it I'll I'll definitely help you and so she did and uh and I put it. I remember putting it in my car, and like the fir- after like halfway through the first song, I was like, "Oh, I got it! I gotta do this. This is there's I could really add to this." And um, you know, it was it was after we we were together for two weeks, and they wanted to enter a battle of the bands contest was the mm-hmm. whole thing, and so we entered it, and we got picked, and and the the catch was that that we had to play the next week. Right. We didn't even know any of the songs yet. You know, we just we just put this thing together fast and, and sent it and we got in. So we started, oh, wow. yeah, we started oh. to practice furiously and we got we got in and we and we won the first round. Like it was the the like the second show we'd ever played. We we played one a few days earlier just to at least get one in. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody came. And then we played the Battle of Bands contest. And we won the first round, which was which was hilarious because there's all these established bands that Absolutely. were they were mad, <laughs> and uh, and that was that was the beginning. So it like we we saw the spark, and then there was enough people that saw it. Just they, we weren't very refined, but there was something to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up coming in fourth in, in the whole thing, but it gave us like it gave us really good confidence to say, well. We got that far in two weeks. We should just keep going. Right. People are receptive to it. They're enjoying it. They're receptive to it. And we enjoyed it. Um, 
and we were kind of you know kind of obsessive too so we would we would practice we had nothing else going on none of us had any money there was you know no real job it was just this one thing that we loved and so we would play five six hours a day and we'd write and play and write and play and it was the thing that we did there was nothing else really to do um turns out that it's it you get better if you practice and and so we no way. kept on it's an amazing thing you get together and you work out things we got to know each other and in that there was a chemistry mm -hmm. you, could, you could you could start to see the, the beginnings of you know the friendships and all the good stuff that goes into making great music it's a beautiful thing it is it's uh i'm so glad i i got to go got to go through that with them yeah and thanks for sharing that. Sure. So, so the transition, uh, what was the transition from your time with the Rusted Root into forming, you're, you're the leader of this band, right? Yep. This is your, your mastermind. Yeah, I, I had, we, you know, the band had, we have all, all, all the nice success years, you know, through the 90s. Mm -hmm. um, Around about you know 2000, we had our first. Uh, we broke up for the first time, um, and I you know, I started to see that you know this is not going to be a forever situation. Right. And I originally thought that it would be. I I thought I landed in what I was going to do you know till I was dead, and it turned turned out that wasn't the case. And so True. I had to kind of reimagine what what the heck am I going to do because this, I put all my eggs in this basket. There's I've got mm -hmm. nothing else really. So I started to teach. I started to do workshops, basically teaching people how to play hand drums, um, teaching people how to how to how to make music with each other. You know, best I could. I wasn't very good at it, uh, but I felt like I had to have something. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. year 2000, my first daughter was born, and then 2002, the second, and 2004, my son was born. And once I had kids at home, I realized that the road no longer worked uh, I was missing all these landmark right. child uh, development Absolutely. milestones and it just um, it didn't fit and so I decided to get out um, and I, I didn't pivot right away to Sun King Warriors it was um, I actually took 10 years off where I was teaching I, I got ended up at a university called St. Francis University hmm. um, where's that? it's in uh, western cent western end of central PA Okay. It's like an hour from Pittsburgh or so. Cool. And uh, again, I really didn't know how to be a university professor, but I had someone who, who had seen me teach and said, I can, I can show you the academic side. Mm -hmm. Just you, just you, you understood it intrinsically. Intrinsically, you know? I got it, but yeah. I, you know, I didn't understand the, the mechanics of it. Sure. And I had someone that, that trusted me, like, you, know, you, you could get this. I'll show you how, but we'll... We need somebody like you who's who wants to develop things, right? And so they let me develop my own curriculum, and my own classes, and it turns out that I actually like, really like doing that. Um, and the whole time, you know, I'm raising, I'm raising family and, and doing all the things I had left the band to do, and I still felt um, on, the honest answer is I felt irritated inside that I, that I hadn't uh, I hadn't completed the musical part of what I'm here on the planet to do right but I, I didn't understand how it could possibly fit with family because I mean if you've ever had kids man it, it just it is a 24-7 ordeal and it's a beautiful ordeal 
but they need you there. They don't. They don't mm-hmm. need me back on the road again. So I, uh, the transition point to having Sun King Warriors was that in about 2010, I ended up in the back of an ambulance, rushed to the hospital for what they told me was a heart attack. It turned out to be an anxiety attack, um, but it gave me a perspective that if if I don't begin making new music, this thing that I've been thinking about all these years. It's probably never going to happen. Um, and so I, I took the next, from 2010 to 2015, three hours a month in the studio, just getting in there, just putting myself in there and uh, on a regular schedule uh, where I I would only have those three hours mm-hmm. to do something. And so I would think about it for the whole next month. What am I going to do for those three hours? And it got me on the trail, at least. I knew it would do that. And around about 2015, I, I, I realized that, that it was it seemed good enough to release. I didn't even know if I was going to release anything. Wow. I didn't know if I would... Uh, I was kind of, of, of afraid to because it, I didn't know, hey, is anybody going to like this? Is it relevant? Does it mean anything? Um, but then I I heard it, that my producer heard it, and like, no, we should, no matter what, re- release it. Just see, see what happens. So you recorded everything... I recorded m- most of the instruments, and then I had a few people come in okay. on, on, the, on that first record. Right. Because I just didn't know what it was. I didn't sure. even know if Experimenting. Would, yeah, yeah, it was an experiment. I didn't know if there would be a band. I didn't know what. And it turns out that um, people liked it. I worked it at radio. We had about 100 stations across the, the country played it. And it gave me some confidence. All right, this is... At least it's viable. There's some people that like it. I know I love it. It's really filling that part of me that was irritated. Mm-hmm. Um, and organically, a, a few more guys came around it. Um, drummer, my drummer Joe and uh, guitar player Kevin McDonald came around it and, came and said, "Hey, I'd love to do this with you if you need somebody." Well, and uh, and it just just sort of fell into place. And so we you know, we had a good time. From 2015 until you know, 2017, playing live, and trying out new material, and then I spent all last year recording the new record mm-hmm. with them as an actual band and not just you know, me by myself. And and here we are at the Heron. A ton of momentum going <laughs> forward. Yeah, good good momentum and just uh, the best parts. We like each other. We like hanging out with each other. Right. We have a group text. We're always making inappropriate jokes and. Yeah, we're just making each other laugh, which mm-hmm. is, I think, even more than the music, just like the, the thing I was missing was like the camaraderie. Absolutely. And that, you know, that's, that's, that's stuff that you, that you do with people that really know you well. Yes, yeah, I don't have children, but just relationships in general life, I can imagine you want to be there for your kids, and you are, but having that second thing for just you and for your friends and having that camaraderie and doing your passion yeah. actually feeds into your relationship with your family and everyone around you. you yeah, that's, fil- that's well put. It, it, it affects everything because mm-hmm. if I have, if I'm feeding those parts of myself, that spreads to my kids and they, they see me do it. Right. And they and they understand, oh, it's uh, oh, our tent is flying again. <laughs> they, they, they see that Oh, it, when you're when you're an adult, these are th- these are some things that that you can do as an adult, rather than you know, rather than like just sitting and watching TV 
or like you know pl playing playing cornhole for the 50th time and and getting drunk or whatever whatever my my friends do sometimes which there's nothing wrong with any of those things oh yeah but it's you know, just, very just, fun. just show just showing them that you know it's it's so important in life to have to have friendships that you cultivate and that you hang out with and and do things with oh look my, my wife just showed up hi baby <laughs> Does she want to be a part of this? <laughs> you want to be on the podcast? No, she says. <laughs> She's all right. Yeah. So yeah, just just um, I, I felt felt like it just made me a, a better better human being being to be around, you know, fe feeding that part and not Absolutely. ignoring it. It's good to hear that. I know you're on a pretty tight schedule yourself. Um, what so obviously you've got the new record coming out soon and but what else, what what are you looking forward to for the future what 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 is in sight here yeah so the I, th I think about it a lot you know what what's what like what's the big idea what's the what's the goal of all of this and you know what I know I don't know it all I don't I don't know what what all of it is first thing I know is that I, I want to have something like this. You know, for as long as I'm on the planet, mm -hmm. you know wh whether it's something that goes out and, and plays live or just records, just because it's it's a, a deep passion. I'm always writing songs. I always want to sing them and play them. Um, I know that in the in the immediate, you know, the band and I just we want to be able to go out and play whenever we want, wherever we want, and it be fun and enjoyable. You know if. If something would would come about where it would make sense to go out and do a, a, a larger scale tour, we would totally look at it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but unlike unlike the Russet Root days, where you know we had this 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 goal of of, of really being huge right. and going out and do, doing it on on a big level. Uh, for me now, if, if that happens, I'm open to it. But it's it's not the most important thing in the world because I've, I've already done it and I, I know what that is. And it's fun. Um, it it's to me it's just as fun doing the Great Blue Heron Music Festival as it as it was playing uh, Woodstock '99. I think maybe the Heron's more enjoyable, honestly, because it's there's there's no pretense, there's no BS. It's just people enjoying themselves. Absolutely. No, I, I love music festivals. Like I just as a bystander, someone enjoying the music festival. Yeah, I, I, a festival like this is incredible. You know the workshops, the people, the intimacy. So, so you taught a workshop here at Blue Heron. I did. Yeah, I, I've been uh, since. Actually, the Heron was the first place I taught ever. Was, oh wow! Yeah, ni 1999. The, the organizer of the whole event, his name's David Tidquist. You know, um, he had, he had asked me, he said, "Have you ever thought of doing a drum circle? You're such a good drummer." I'm like, um, "Not really, but." What are you thinking? He's like, well, you know, why don't you, why don't you come and just just drum with people, and uh, be something something new. We're we're trying we're trying to you know give people some education. We think you'd be you would be good at this. And I said, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a shot. And I'll give it a shot. I have no I really had no idea what I was doing, um, but he, he was the first one to encourage me to do it. And I did my first one, and it, and it was, in my estimation, people had a good time, but it was. Yeah, you know, a good a good solid C plus, right? And um, right. and 
And at the time, I, I hadn't had many C pluses. I, I was I was like on A level a lot. Mm -hmm. And to have something where I didn't know quite what I was doing, it really bothered me, and it made me want to get better. Mm -hmm. um, and at that period in time, you know, the, the the band was kind of on the other side of the mountain. It was you know, the, the popularity was waning, and I felt stagnant. And so it was it was really good to have some new challenge that that was bothering me in a, in a, in a good way. It was motivating yeah, a me. A chip on your shoulder. I had a sense. chip on my shoulder. Yeah. My, my ego was bruised. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's this place is, uh, it's been a home to me since the very, very beginning. You know, they always open, uh, had Russell Root well, opened us, or welcomed us with open arms is what I'm trying to say. Right. And, uh, and since then, since I left, they've, they've had me come up and teach and play in, in the different, uh, different incarnations of the Sun King Warriors that, that were early on. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Um, looking forward to the future. Looking forward to your set in just a little bit oh, yeah. here. We'll have a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, come to Rochester sometime. Tell you, we, squeeze we, us in. I tell you, we, we um, Russet Root, we used to play... Russet Root plays Rochester like every year. Yeah. It was, Nowadays, at least. Back, yeah, um, back in... At the very, very beginning, Rochester was one of our first first out-of-town markets mm. besides Jamestown. And we played at a place called the Horizontal Boogie Bar, which turned into Water Street, I think, something like that. But some of the very best shows we had were in Rochester. Um, the, you know, the energy was huge, and crowds got pretty big. Actually, I remember playing a, a double bill with Don the Buffalo there, which was mm -hmm. an absolute riot. So, yeah, I... I Looking forward to coming up to uh, Rochester, just not in February. <laughs> right, right. I'm looking to leave Rochester in February. Yeah, so. it's a little tough. It's a little tough. So is well, Pittsburgh, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks again. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. If, happy you know, Heron. If, happy Heron. And if um, you know, yep. if anyone listening is interested, we have this this thing that we're doing where we're, we want people to get to know. You get to know the band and get to know kind of the behind the scenes of you know what we are who we are and the, you know the stories behind the music so on our website at sunkingwarriors.com mm -hmm. we have a thing it's completely free you sign up for it and you get two two songs in your email a day from the record uh and a link to you know videos of us recording them uh i write us there's a story for every song so you can kind of see the the inspiration for it um i even included some of my audio journals from uh from my, when I write, I, I write, I sing like melodies into the phone, uh, and sort of do my early arrangements just just with my voice. Absolutely. So I've, in, I've included some of the creative process so people can see, you know, how you know, where it came from and what it turned into. So, so music lovers, if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. you're probably a music lover. You would probably like this. You're you're officially a teacher now. Yeah, you I love <laughs> I love I love that part of yeah of music where, where it's like I don't, I'm not going to hold on to all this stuff I want to show people share it maybe sh maybe shorten the path to your own creative process to just to get some ideas you know because mm -hmm. I, I, when I was coming up writing I wish I would have had it so it's uh, making something I wish I had I hear it all too often you know one person struggles through it and then they make it their life to make it easier for the next person. Yeah, make it more accessible. That's that's the whole thing because creativity is. I, I really believe it's for everyone. Absolutely. Uh, and I actually think it's it's the one thing that'll that'll help uh, solve the big big problems we've got. 
you know, cre creativity is the way we've always had to solve our problems. Because if, if we were able to solve them with the solutions we have now, we, we would have already done it. Right. So something new has to happen. And we're never finished either. Never ever. It's part of it too. Not supposed to be finished. You, you enjoy it while you're in. Thanks again, Jim. It it's been wonderful. And um, yeah, happy air. to wrap up as always thank you for listening to this edition of the rochester Groovecast podcast find show notes for this episode and all other episodes at rochestergroovecast.com slash podcast in the show notes you'll find a timestamp from the show and some info to help you keep in touch with jim do you like this episode please like love share with a friend Whatever you can do to spread the word and help support local music is so, so highly appreciated. Deep appreciation goes out to Jim for sitting down with me for the episode. Again, thank you to all of you guys, the listeners, for lending your ears. And um, yeah, grab Jim's new album. We see through it now. And for free, head to sunkingwarriors.com. You can snag the Sun King audio trip for free. Um, it's, it's basically a virtual download of all 10 songs from the new album. Um, lyric videos for all the songs. Personal song stories de detailing the process and the song inspiration. In-studio videos to watch Jim record, select acoustic and live videos, Jim's raw journals that show the initial song ideas from the moment they were born. There's personal invitations to upcoming live stream shows, Q&A sessions, other fun interactive experiences. You also get first access tickets for upcoming concerts, offers for limited edition personalized and autographed vinyl, CDs, hoodies, tees, and other cool gear. This is all for free on that website, Jim, Dem Jim Donovan's website, um, sunkingwarriors.com. As I said, I will put that in the show notes. So that'd be real easy for you, sunkingwarriors.com. Really cool that he's just giving this stuff out all for free. It's amazing. Totally free offer. Totally groundbreaking stuff. So again, thank you, Jim. Again, thank you to Blue Heron Music Festival for making this possible. Jim, listeners, everyone, thank you. I just said that like five times. But hey, I can't thank you enough for supporting the show. Do leave a review on iTunes. Do keep in touch. Do share with a friend. Do whatever you can to continue supporting local music. Ben here, signing off. Before we close, let's play one more track off Jim Donovan's new album, We See Through It. Here is Blend Into It by Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors. Again, Blend Into It. Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors. Till next time, keep supporting local and stay groovy. Now this is the last dance before the end of the world, baby.